Hi, this is Lorraine Newman, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ted Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will shift gears this segment as we welcome Christopher Fryer. Chris is the co-author of several books, including the first authorized biography of Academy Award winner Jack Nicholson and Crane, Sex Celebrity and My Father's Unsolved Murder, the memoirs of Robert Crane, eldest son of Bob Crane, that also doubles as a biography of the beloved star of Hogan's Heroes. Christopher Fryer has also written for such publications as Condé Nast, Traveler, Playboy Magazine, and the New York Times. He is also one of the contributors to Beyond Where the Buses Run, a collection of short stories, the common theme of which is what can happen in a human life, the directions that people sometimes go in, and what can happen in those moments when we discover for the first time what we're truly capable of. We'll tell you where you can find Beyond Where the Buses Run. Just sick. Christopher Fryer, welcome to TV Confidential. Thanks, Ed. Good to be with you. How did you become part of Beyond Where the Buses Run? Well, it came about because of my longtime writing partner and best friend of many, many years, um, Bob Crane, and um, he had uh, met the editor, uh, Teresa Kennedy, and um, she was putting together this book of short stories, and Bob knew that I had been writing stories for many years and called me and said, do you have something you'd want to contribute? And I said, yeah, I'll look through and see if there's something. And, and when I heard it was a book about misfits and, and people that, that are kind of beyond the fringe, then I said, oh, I've got lots of characters like that. So I sent in the story that's in the book called Hunting License, and that's how it came about. Was Hunting License some, uh, something you had worked on before, or was the idea, you know, the basic concept something that was maybe ruminating in the back of your mind and, then, and, and the story that appears in Beyond Where the Bus is Run that was originally written for that book? No, it was written many years before, um, but it fit the concept, and it's it's one of my favorite stories, and I I just thought, okay, I'll I'll send that along. It's a funny thing that happens, as far as I'm concerned. I've been writing fiction since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. uh, but it's always been something I did. Um, in private and uh, for my own amusement and I never really thought about putting it out there in the world and once you do that it changes and it's no longer it doesn't seem to be uh, belong to me anymore so you know I, I, I've gone over that story a hundred times over the years and rewritten it and rewritten it but now that it's published and out it's I'm done. <laughs> it's it's finished. Hunting License is one of the stories you can uh, read in Beyond Where the Buses Run, a collection of short stories about the human condition and what can happen in those moments when life suddenly turns on a dime. Beyond Where the Buses Run, available paperback and as an ebook through Oregon, Greystone Press, and Amazon.com. So when you decided, okay, this is a, I, I think I'd like to contribute hunting license to this anthology. When was the last time you had read that piece before you decided to revisit it and submit it? 
I I can't say for sure. It was it, it's it's something I revisit uh, as I do with many of the stories that I've written. I revisit them periodically. I'll go years sometimes between revisions and see if they hold up, and some just get cast away, and then others I I find that they still have a kernel of worth and and uh, tinker with them a little bit. But uh, it had been a while since I had gone through it. Was the man you write about, was that uh, based on someone that you knew or, um, uh, or someone that you encountered or was the sto- uh, or, or was that person and the uh, scenario that you write about, was that totally from your imagination? It's, it's pretty much totally imaginary. The story revolves around a guy who for years and years goes hunting and never kills anything and um and then that that leads to uh problems with some other people in his little town and um i've never been hunting um so i i don't i mean i know some people that hunt but it's not really based on anyone no well i framed that question a certain way because a couple of weeks ago we did a program on writers who inspire us and and um in the course of that conversation we talked about robert b parker the the author of the spencer novels who always who was a fervent believer an advocate in the power of imagination and so if if you assumed that he based spencer on himself he would always say you're telling me because I based a character on myself that I have no imagination, and every writer has imagination. We all have that power within us. Yeah, I, I'd be a firm advocate of that position because I, I so often, in fact, just uh, yesterday I was listening to a program on the radio where they were interviewing an author who's got a new book out, and the book's about some mixed martial arts guy who gets involved in something or other and it turns out that the guy who wrote the book is a mixed martial arts guy who you know and i just i'm so tired of hearing about (laughs) um you know the daughter of a diplomat who grew up traveling the world writes a novel about the daughter of a diplomat who travels the world you know i just uh isn't there anybody with an imagination left i wonder sometimes well you know there is something there there is the old adage write what you know but the the really good writing and I think you might agree with me on this, is when you write what you don't know. Exactly. Well, I would, I would amend that because having taken many, many writing courses through college and, and post-college and all the rest of it, um, I would say that write what you know doesn't mean literally what you've experienced. I think what you have to know is the emotional truth of whatever it is you're writing about so you can write about something completely foreign to your complete to your existence but as long as the emotion is true then the characters will be true and and that probably that probably equates to good actors as well you know people like jack nicholson or bruce dern who i've written about but their characters are true because the emotional truth is there on the screen not because Bruce Dern is a maniacal psycho killer, you know, um, but he can he can get that emotional truth for those characters. How and why is a mystery to me, but <laughs> you'll you'll have to pick up a copy of Bruce Dern, a memoir, which is the uh, biography of, of Bruce Dern that uh, uh, Chris and uh, Bob Crane 
uh, wrote with Bruce Dern. That's available wherever books are sold, as is Beyond Where the Buses Run, collection of short fiction. Christopher Fryer is one of the contributors to Beyond Where the Buses Run, available paperback and as an ebook through Oregon Greystone Press and Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We're talking about the Chris's uh, short story, Hunting License, a story about a hunter who has never had the desire to shoot or kill because of his respect for the beauty of nature. But it's also a story that asks the questions, and I hope I'm not giving too much away when I say this, Chris. Uh, it also asks the question, if a bear finds a firearm in the middle of the wilderness, would he be able to shoot it? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I'll tell you, I, I live in the woods, and... Um, my wife and I have had a bear problem for the last few weeks. We we get we have bird feeders up out uh, around the house, and and uh, for the last couple of weeks we've had a lot of bears coming through, and and they love sunflower seeds. So yeah. um, we we had a mom and three cubs here one night. We've had these big dumb males wandering through, uh, but I haven't seen any of them packing heat. So. <laughs> An interesting sidelight about Beyond Where the Buses Run is when we were casting around for a title for the anthology, and uh, the the editor publisher was kind enough to ask all of us for input. Um, that phrase "Beyond Where the Buses Run" comes from Bruce Dern. Um, he often referred to his characters collectively as those characters who live beyond where the buses run. And um, that that phrase always stuck with me, and I thought when we were talking about it, we were just discussing about this collection of misfits, and I said, well, why don't we call it Beyond Where the Buses Run, because that's where these characters are from. And um, and that's how we came up with the title. So it's a a real nod to the Dernzer um, for that title. Uh, I I had not planned on asking you this, Chris, but speaking of Bruce Dern, and I don't remember whether this quote is in um, the Bob Crane memoir or whether it's in Jack Nicholson, the early years, but you're telling the readers the events that led you to talk to Bruce Dern for the first time, and Dern describes you and Bob as the two guys from the Texaco station. Where did that come from? (laughs) Well, wait. We were talking about, I, I don't know exactly, but he, we were talking about Jack because we were interviewing him for the Nicholson book, um, and he was talking about um, how Jack always likes to be where the action is. Mm-hmm. He wants to be with the A-list people, and he wants to be seen and be out. You know, he lived next door to Marlon Brando up on Mohan Drive, you know, and so he says he doesn't want to be seen you know, with the two guys from the Texaco station. Uh, you know, meaning us, meaning us. We always assumed he meant us. Maybe he didn't, but we just assumed. So we we latched onto that. So we've always referred to us as, ourselves as the two guys from the Texaco station. Christopher Fryer is the author of Hunting License, a short story about a man who discovers what he's capable of when he finds himself having to defend the pristine nature that he loves from a man whose darkness might destroy them both. Hunting License, one of the short stories you will find in Beyond Where the Buses Run collection of short fiction, 
edited by Teresa Griffin Kennedy, which is available both in paperback and as an ebook through Oregon Greystone Press and Amazon.com. Uh, we have uh, we we mentioned our mutual friend Bob Crane, who you've known pretty much your entire life, and who and with whom you've worked on many 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 different occasions um was the desire to work together always there or did it come about organically uh i think it was always there um even when we were in junior high school we used to do these stupid games together all the time like there, we had a period of time where we uh we did this thing where we thought we were secret agents and <laughs> would you know sneak up on each other or do something stupid uh, like that and uh and then as it evolved we both went to uh USC and in high school and we were in the same high school and Bob was doing little short films on super 8 um, he he'd, he'd uh, badger me into being into them, and um, and you know sometimes help put them together. And so when we were in college and we were taking uh, film courses, uh, we would you know set ourselves a project to work on, and we we wrote a couple of scripts, um, we made a couple of short films together. We did uh, we did a short film that was. Um, actually up for Academy Award consideration for Best Live Action Short. We didn't make the final shortlist for the nomination, but um, it, we have the distinction of having played as the, the short feature before The Big Fix, if you remember that mm -hmm. film with, uh, I think it was Richard Dreyfuss in, uh, I think it was 1973, maybe, 74, something like that. Back in the days when we still had short features yeah, uh, exactly. as, as part of the movie-going experience. Yeah. The backstory of that short film, the, the name of which is Second Morning, it is part of the backstory of Crane, Sex, Celebrity, and My Father's Unsolved Murders, one of Chris Fryer's many collaborations with his dear friend, Robert Crane, as is Jack Nicholson, the early years, um, both of which are available Amazon.com, where books are sold online. Uh, Chris is also the author of Hunting License, part of Beyond Where the Buses Run, anthology of short stories, also available Amazon.com. I have been lucky enough to talk to a few writing teams, screenwriting teams, mostly uh, comedy screenwriting teams, but I've written, I've, I've talked to at least one dramatic writing team and i know that at least when writing for the film or writing for the screen the advantage of writing in tandem with somebody is one person may have one skill or one strength that they're better at and the other person balances that you know one might be better at plot one might be better at dialogue that sort of thing when you write nonfiction, as you and bob have done together how does that process work much the same, um, although in in the case, uh, well, it depends. So here's, I'll give you two examples. When we were working with Dern, um, we had to be very conscious of keeping the narrative in Bruce Dern's voice. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we, we sat down with Bruce over the course of, oh, I don't know, eight weeks, I think, and we, we interviewed him for about 60 hours, 70 hours, something like that altogether. 
and just him telling us his stories about his career and his life. And then it was up to us to take all that raw material and put it together. And one of Bob's great talents is the ability to edit stuff together. He would have been an unbelievable editor, film editor, because he can he has the ability to assemble things. And and I have more of a, an ability to look at narrative and story and dialogue and and things like that. So but we in all the construction that we had to do and we literally had reams of paper that we would cut and paste and assemble um, to put Bruce's story together. But we always had to be conscious of um, keeping Bruce's voice the active voice. Um, and we didn't put words in his mouth. We didn't, we didn't say, oh, well, maybe it would be better if he said it this way. He said it, that's how he said it. Yeah. So that's, that's the way it was. When Bob and I worked on his memoir, my job was different. It was to coax and cajole and to tease out information from him that he wouldn't be otherwise inclined to disclose. Um, and so my job was very different on that book. You mentioned Bob would have been a good film editor. Had I was going to say had he chosen that path. But this, the thing I really want to ask you is, it, and it relates to one of the themes of hunting license, which is that sometimes you start off thinking your path is going to go one way, but because life is what happens when you're busy making plans, as John Lennon once put it. Um, exactly. Uh, you, you know, sometimes you, you end up on a different path. And uh, you, you guys have known each other your, your entire life. You went to USC film school together. And while you've done short, you've done at least a couple of short films together, the path you took is more along the lines of journalism and nonfiction, but you can still apply the, the ability to tell a story cinematically. You can do right. that no matter what form you choose to write in. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's the essence of storytelling, whether you're doing fiction or nonfiction, is to engage your audience and to tell them a story. And and the people that do that well, and I, I'm not saying I'm the one, that I, I'm one of those people, but the people that do do that well are the ones that are successful most of the time. Well, I've read enough of your stuff, Chris, both your works of fiction and your works of nonfiction, that I would say you're one of the ones who do it well. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christopher Fryer is the uh, author of Hunting License, short story that is one of several uh, short stories you will find in an anthology called Beyond Where the Buses Run, which is available in paperback and as an ebook through Oregon, Greystone Press, and Amazon.com. Chris's other books with Bob Crane include Bruce Dern, A Memoir, and Jack Nicholson, The Early Years. Take a quick time out. We'll talk to Chris about Jack Nicholson, The Early Years. We come back on TV Confidential. Who leaked the surprising news to Johnny Carson that Joan Rivers secretly signed with Fox? TV Inside Out is the new book full of true stories of Hollywood double-dealing and broken promises, blackmail schemes, suicides, and murder plots. You never knew how many of your favorite performers cracked under the pressure. Why Betty White and B. Arthur went from friends to foes on the set of Golden Girls. 
What comedy star was carried away after suffering a nervous breakdown while on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show couch? Why employees, staff, and crews considered Red Skelton the all-time favorite citizen of Television City? Why the beloved captain of The Love Boat was ready to drive off a cliff along Mulholland Drive? TV Inside Out goes behind our screens and behind the scenes. TV Inside Out is the first book to so fully reveal the drama behind TV's dramatic series. The misery at the happiest sitcoms. The private whispers in talk show dressing rooms. And the games people play behind the scenes at your favorite game show. The troubled souls and the bold-faced lies. More all-true, fully vetted, direct-from-the-sources stories than any other look behind the scenes ever. TV Inside Out guarantees you'll never watch TV the same way again. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.